Welcome to Montgomery County Today. I'm Jen Harris, and joining me is County Administrator Craig Meadows. We're here to talk about a recent Board of Supervisors meeting. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Jen. Always glad to be with you. Well, it's budget season, and as a result, (laughs) just like every meeting, I believe, in this time of the year, a large portion of the February 28th meeting was dedicated to talking about the fiscal year 2023 budget. This year is no different. It's a typical budget season. uh, At the meeting on February 28th, We had two presentations, one public hearing. As always, we had uh, time for public address. We also had a number of items on our consent agenda, and then we had items of new business as well. So we had a, it was a a typical meeting last night, and I'll share a little bit more about some of that budget discussion in a few minutes. Um, I do wanna share a few highlights on some of the agenda items we talked about last night. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, each meeting that we have with the board has a scheduled time for citizens to address the board about whatever may be of concern to them. This is a time for citizens to uh, address the board. It's not a time for the board members to respond to or to answer questions from citizens. Sometimes when we have speakers, uh, it appears that they, you know, want to want the board to engage in whatever topic it is they're discussing, but the board does not respond. Uh, It is simply a time for citizens to share uh, comments or concerns with them. In addition to having public address on each of our meetings, we also have a consent agenda, uh, which allows for items that are non-controversial and routine business items of the county uh, to be voted on and taken care of all in one motion. Generally, those things are uh, items such as routine appropriations and transfers, appointments to boards and commissions, things like that. Uh, So, you know, every meeting will always have uh, public address and every meeting generally will have a consent agenda. Normally, if we don't have anything on consent agenda, we don't really have a need to meet. But uh, there's probably been a rare occasion where we've had new business but no consent. But those are are pretty regular items on each agenda. Uh, Last night, uh, during new business, uh, the board uh, approved changing the term limits for members of the Planning Commission currently Uh, Board members are limited to two terms on the planning commission, and uh, the board has changed that to allow for three term term limits. Uh, Each term is a term of four years, and the reason that came about was uh, due to a few resignations and changes. Uh, We were at risk of having uh, a pretty significant turnover in uh, planning commission members this year, and while new uh, new blood's always good on boards and commissions. Um, you don't want to have a radical turnover in, in one of those groups because you lose a lot of institutional knowledge. And, you know, so the board <coughs> decided to uh, change that term limit from a two-term to a three-term, uh, which I think will be very beneficial for our citizens. The board also approved a memorandum of understanding uh, with the Peppers Ferry Regional Wastewater Treatment Authority for uh, septic service. This is mainly for haulers that uh, collect waste in Montgomery County to be able to use uh, Peppers Ferry Wastewater Treatment Authority as a a, uh, treatment facility. We had to take an action on that. So you mentioned the public hearing. Um, 
and the new business the new business item for broadband. Can you elaborate on that? What did that? What does the six million dollars mean? What does it do for the locale for our, our locality? Absolutely, we've talked a couple of times in previous podcasts about the county's initiative uh, to addressing broadband concerns in the county, and the board, our board of supervisors, is committed to helping find a solution for the lack of adequate broadband throughout the county. In order to help bring broadband to those who are unserved or underserved, uh, the county's allocating $6 million of uh, the American Rescue Plan Act funding that we've received. Um, We are partnering with Appalachian Power and Gigabeam, and those two entities are allocating $16.4 million from their coffers for this program. And on top of all that, because of that partnership, uh, VADI, the uh, Virginia Telecommunications Initiative, has awarded Montgomery County a $27.6 million grant uh, to help provide, uh, we say universal broadband, there may be some crooks and hollers that are back in the uh, areas of the county that may not get served, but we're going to work to do everything we can to get every resident in, in business in Montgomery County that wants broadband Uh, to be able to have broadband. Uh, The total partnership adds up to about a $50 million initiative that should yield over 8,800 possibilities for connections throughout the county in the coming years. I do want to mention that this initiative does not address broadband in the two towns. The two towns have service through incumbent providers now in in, uh, Christiansburg. It's the incumbent provider, Chantel, in Blacksburg, it's Comcast. And so if citizens of the county that live in those two towns have issues, they need to reach out to their uh, providers, Chantel and Comcast, to uh, request service from them. You mentioned in the coming years. Is there a timeline associated with this project? Yeah, I hope to be able to say in the coming months instead of the coming years, but uh, it is going to take a little while. As with any uh, project of this magnitude, there's a lot of boxes that have to be checked and things that have to move forward. Um, Now that all the funding is secured and the board took their formal action last night, the next step is to continue our work with Gigabeam and, and Appalachian Power to come up with the project details and a more definitive timeline as soon as we know uh, more information and the particulars on areas of service and when that may be happening, we'll certainly get that out to everybody as well. Um, and I do know that as the project progresses, updates regarding this um, project, as you said, the $50 million total project, um, that's going to be found on our website at montva.com broadband. So we're excited to learn more about that. And as you said, as soon as you know the timeline and some of those details, we'll be sharing all that information. Absolutely. We will certainly keep folks caught up on that. And then I think we covered everything from uh, the February 28th meeting, except the two presentations. Let me spend just a minute telling you about those. Uh, we had two presentations at our most recent board meeting, one from the Montgomery Museum and one from the Montgomery County Public Schools. Uh, and those two presentations took up the bulk of our time uh, on our last meeting. First off, the Montgomery Museum provided an overview of their uh, capital needs. The museum uh, 
currently receives funding and about about five thousand dollars a year from the county uh, for operational uh, expenses. Uh, last night, the museum uh, had a couple of representatives that presented to the board uh, their needs related to a more substantial one-time uh, financial contribution uh, towards the museum. Uh, the museum has purchased property in downtown Christiansburg, which will allow them to greatly uh, expand their presence uh, Really, it's right in the middle of downtown. It's the former bank building that's beside the downtown Christiansburg Post Office, a great facility for a museum. I should really uh, invigorate that part of downtown. Uh, the museum board has been on a pretty aggressive capital campaign. They were well over, uh, I guess, close to two-thirds of the way with their funding. They came to the board last night and asked for $100,000 as a one-time contribution to help uh, solidify that investment in downtown, and the board unanimously agreed to move forward with that, which I thought was uh, quite a testimony uh, from our board members to the importance of the museum and in downtown. So is that normal? Because that felt like that doesn't always happen. So that no, must have been something that the board really agreed was an important part of our community for them to move forward like that after a presentation. Well, it, it doesn't always happen. Matter of fact, it's extremely rare that it happens and, it, and even more rare that it happens, uh, as I call it, off budget. It wasn't part of the budget discussion and process. Uh, the county uh, has had a very strong year fiscally and the board felt that this is an opportunity to return some of those funds and an investment in the community that will serve our citizens for many years to come. So it was very, very good. Uh, so after that, the board uh, also heard from Montgomery County Public Schools Superintendent, Dr. Mark Meyer and Tommy Krantz, uh, the assistant superintendent was there as well. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the midst of budget season. And so last night it was the school board's turn to present uh, their proposed budget to the board of supervisors uh, for their information as well. So just to clarify, because this was new to me the first time I heard it, Montgomery County, the locality funds Montgomery County Public Schools. However, the budgets and the operations are completely separate. So the way I understand it is, um, and at least when I've been uh, looking at over the last few years, Montgomery County provides Montgomery County Public Schools with about 70% of our total budget, the county's total budget, to fund the schools and their capital projects. And then the school funding, um, that's managed independently by the schools, meaning um, Montgomery County has zero oversight or say once the schools get their funding, um, once it's provided to them, it's it's their money, they, they manage it themselves. And so, um, and after that 70% is taken off of the school capital projects and school funding, the remaining budget usually it's around 30%. That's left to fund uh, county functions to include law enforcement, health and human services, and any capital needs the county may have. Is that, did I get that right? Yeah. That was news to me the first time I heard it. I thought it might be newsworthy. Well, that's correct. And it is a common misperception with a lot of folks uh, in the community. You know, each year the school staff and then with uh, consultation with the school board, uh, create and present their budget request for funding to the board of supervisors. And then as the budget moves forward, um, the allocation that the county provides to Montgomery County Public Schools is just 
is just an amount. It's not an amount designated for salaries. It's not an amount designated for uh, school operations. It's it's simply an, an allocation from the county to the schools for the operation of the Montgomery County public school system. So now that the schools have presented their funding request, uh, will you help remind us what's next with the fiscal year 2023 budget process, please? Oh. Oh, sure. We're just getting started. Uh, you know, we've, we've had several sessions already. You know, the uh, school board superintendent presented his budget last night. The next step includes county staff and discussions with the board of supervisors to evaluate what funding is available and work to see what can realistically and responsibly be funded, uh, which, as I said earlier, that's we're right in the middle of that right now. Staff is doing all the heavy lifting right now in terms of review and, and uh, completion of, uh, or compilation rather, of the various pieces of the budget. Uh, that culminates next Monday night with a presentation that I'll be making to the board at 6 p.m. in the boardroom uh, for the proposed fiscal year 2023 budget. Once I present it to the board, it's in their hands. Uh, and from that point, the board will review the budget, uh, ask lots of questions, make adjustments as they see fit. You know, as I always say, what I present next Monday night is my proposed budget to them. From that point, whatever they do, as I've told them before, as long as they don't tear it up and throw it in my face and tell me I'm crazy, you know, that it's up to them. And from that point as to how the budget is uh, reviewed and, and changed. Now, now you said that, and I know you're just being silly with that, but you mentioned last night or at the February 28th meeting, I should say that um, how many of these budgets have you done? I'm pretty sure you have enough it, knowledge well, and skill at this point, that that's well, probably not going to be the outcome. Well, thank you. Well, it, it, it's well in excess of 30. I, I said 32 last night. I actually, uh, counted it up. I'm not so sure I'm not closer to 33 or 34, but uh, I've done a lot of them. But the one thing I have learned in doing all those budgets is it's ultimately up to the elected officials as to how the funds get allocated. You know, I make recommendations. Yes, I've been doing it a while. I think I've got a pretty good handle on what the needs are, but ultimately it's up to the board. And as part of that, the board seeks input from citizens on the budget as well. And so uh, by mid-April, the board will have had several public work sessions where citizens are welcome to attend. And we have one formal public hearing in early April uh, that is for nothing but comment from the public on the budget. And as always, any board meeting, uh, any regular board meeting, where we have public address scheduled, which we talked about earlier in this podcast, uh, citizens can come make comments at that point as well. Uh, we're hopeful that by April 18th, the board will be ready to vote on the budget and the proposed tax rate uh, for the new fiscal year. Uh, and then we can move forward uh, with that. So, you know, uh, when I put the budget calendar together a couple of months ago, it seemed like April was a long way off. Now it's just a couple of weeks. So here I feel we like go. it's about 10 minutes from now. That's how it, it feels in my world. It is. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for taking the time to be with us again today and to share some highlights of the February 28th Board of Supervisors meeting. 
And just to recap, if you want to learn more about the broadband project, please visit www.montva.com broadband. Again, as there are updates to be uh, shared, they'll be placed there, montva.com broadband. To learn more about the budget and the budget process, please visit www.montva.com budget. And uh, if you want to view the Board of Supervisors meeting, if you want to watch it online, um, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Montgomery VA for Virginia, Montgomery VA. Jen, as always, thank you for the opportunity to share the happenings of the February 28th board meeting. As I said several times during the session today, we'll be having uh, many meetings during the month of March and early April. And as a result, you can expect frequent budget updates between now and then when the fiscal year 23 budget and tax rate is adopted in April. We'll certainly keep everyone informed through podcast. And as you shared earlier, I encourage folks to go to the website because my budget message next Monday night will be posted there after it's presented and budget information will be shared there as well. But as always, we hope that our citizenry finds this information informative And as always, as well, you're welcome to join us at an upcoming board meeting. I hope everyone has a great week and uh, talk with you soon. Take care. Thanks so much.